Yes. Did it work? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, um, first, I guess, thank you for being on my makeshift podcast. Of course. Beyond no pedagogy. Um, first, I want you to introduce yourself. Tell me about yourself. Um, I'm Wesley. I'm a Fulbrighter. <laughs> um, to Gran Canaria. I work in Vecindario. Um, what else do you want to know? What do you teach? What are all the classes you teach? English. <laughs> what grade levels do you teach? Fourth and fifth grade. Fourth and fifth grade I teach. And I do PE too okay. with them. And how many times would you say you see each class? Um, I see my fourth graders three times a week, mm-hmm. and I see my fifth graders four times a week. Okay. Do you think that's effective? With, Sorry. With uh, PE. Oh, with PE. Okay. So three uh, English classes plus PE. Plus PE. Okay. For fifth grade, yeah. Okay, okay. So you see them quite often. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, I see them a lot. Mm-hmm. And how have you developed your relationships with them? I'm still not very good with them, <laughs> at knowing everybody's names, but like I know who everybody is. Mm-hmm. Like. I have like an idea of like their past classes and stuff like and I know most of their names just sometimes it's really hard to remember all of their names especially the quiet ones yeah that like because it's like always the troublemakers that you know the names of you know the troublemakers you're always talking to them and the ones that are like always raising their hand like (laughs) like the teacher's pets and the troublemakers it's like the ones you always know Mm -hmm. but it's like the ones in the middle the quiet ones that you've like don't really know their names sometimes, which is unfortunate. It is unfortunate. It's not really right, but yeah, <laughs> I'm glad you know a good chunk of them. So, what have been some some things, some challenges that you faced as a English teaching assistant? Um, some challenges. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing is just trying to get them to be like to control the classroom. Yeah, the classroom management. That's a big one mm-hmm. because sometimes they're just so amped up yeah. especially like the classes after recess mm-hmm. they're like either super tired and won't like listen or participate or they're like super amped up and like like ready to fight like ready to roll yeah. <laughs> like sometimes they will be fighting and you're like stop stop it it's hard I think it's another thing I think I've noticed even just with like not with like teachers since obviously that's like a whole other like element to it what I've noticed observing the classes that I assist in is that the teachers in general struggle with classroom management there are a lot of there's a lot yeah. of yelling there's a lot of hitting the table oh a lot like every single day every day and I think it's super fascinating because in the United States like that would just never fly so in when I taught with Dallas ISD for example um, one aspect of your performance review is your classroom management and you're supposed to have a positive, like mostly positive interaction with the kids, and they're supposed to listen to you mostly positively. Mm-hmm. So, it, like you taught to the death, to death about um, positive narration, um, restorative meetings, blah blah blah. And it's just like not the case here. It's like I'm gonna yell at you until you sit down, or I'm gonna kick you out of class. And not to say that that doesn't exist in the United States, it definitely does, yeah. but. Not to the extent here where I feel like it's so normal to just waste 20 minutes of class time. Yelling. Mm-hmm. Yelling. Honestly. Or like, sometimes they'll come back from PE or recess and there will have been a fight or whatever. Like, some kind of like, somebody said something, mm-hmm. somebody else got upset, whatever, whatever. And they have like a whole like, 
discussion for yeah. like 20 minutes about like how what terrible <laughs> how they terrible were <laughs> for doing that or whatever. And Do you I'm think like, those are helpful? I don't know. You're like, I think if someone just lectured me for 20 minutes about how I did wrong, I'd be like, okay, that's fine. You know? And I think that's a lot of like what a lot of them do. Mm-hmm. They'll just be like, mm-hmm. okay, like whatever. Yeah. But also like a lot of those fights and stuff are just like the same kids over and over again like it's the same kids causing problems all the time and I think one they need more teachers aids I think to help yeah because sometimes there's no teachers aids and these kids are just very hard to control with one teacher Mm -hmm. if you have the rest of the class that you're worried about too yeah but yeah it's pretty rough I mean I think that's another thing where it's like teaching and education has been kind of the catch-all for all problems. Like obviously the kids are acting in this way probably because there are you know maybe emotional issues, like yeah. social issues at home, whatever. And you know they need the support. And it's interesting you mentioned like the whole there's not enough teachers' aids because I feel like if teachers are like the catch-all, teachers' aids are the catch-all of that too. Mm-hmm. Like. In the United States, you make copies, you run, and you run classes, and, like, you do small groups. It's almost everything. It's very fascinating. Um, so I wondered if you could talk about that a little bit, because I know that we've chatted a bit about you having to take over some classes. Yeah, there was a bit where I had, like, I want to say total, it's been, a, like, three weeks or something that I've had on my own. Oh my <laughs> Two God. or three weeks. Because there was a whole week, like, straight that I was, like, in charge of one of the classes. I mean, it wasn't all day, of course, but it was, like, all of the classes Mm -hmm. where that teacher wasn't there. That's still a lot, though. Yeah. Which, and then, like, there were other days where I was supposed to be in another class, but they're like, oh, stay with this class because there's not a teacher there. So, like, teach them English. Teach them something in English. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) I as I find out that day, <laughs> like, I'm like, so you have nothing prepared. Yeah. yeah. So I just like play a game or like some t- or find whatever worksheets they were supposed to work on, mm-hmm. because like usually they'll have a substitute. Not in all cases. Mm-hmm. There's been a few times where I was left alone with a class. Yeah. Which is not supposed to happen. Yeah. Exactly. It's not supposed to happen at all. <laughs> but that's happened. There's a pigeon in here. He lives here now. <laughs> <laughs> That's happened. <laughs> That's happened a couple times yeah. where I've just been like solo, mm-hmm. which I was prepared for those classes, luckily, mm-hmm. and I prepared myself for the rest of the week because I knew the teacher wasn't going to be there the rest of the week. You knew the whole time. Yeah, so I prepared for the whole week. Oh Jesus Christ! I didn't know that. Most, mostly played Jeopardy, but. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's better than nothing. I, you're good. I think that's the. I think that's the thing. Is that like. That's, I wish that was only common to like our time here or Spain, but it's so common to just like the experience of being a teacher's assistant in the United States. Mm-hmm. So like for some background, I worked at a Title I school for three years, two different schools, one a charter and one a public school. Both are public schools actually. One was a charter and one was like a public, like independent school district type of like jet, right, regular school. And then with both, it was the same issue. So like um, with my first school, Whitney Young, it was, you would have an, an all-star TA, and then that TA would literally take over the entire class. I had a fourth grade teacher at the school who she had surgery, and so she was on medical leave, 
But instead of hiring a sab because nobody wanted to sab at our like Title One school with the kids have problems, quote unquote, um, they had the TA come in and do my Miss Taylor, my my friend, my TA actually, mm-hmm. to take over her classes. And so I'm down at TA for a class that requires a TA. Like I had thirty, I had thirty preschoolers, and then. She didn't have her. So the kids are like peeing on each other, like going crazy. And Miss Taylor, what? I know, it was insane. And Miss Taylor is like stopping for the class. So I'm like, I'm not even mad at her. I'm like upset that this is a situation that happens, but it's so normal. And then as I moved to a charter school, um, it was like a new, there was a really interesting um, dynamic with COVID. So we had a really strict COVID quarantine process. So if you were a close contact or if you were infected, you couldn't come to school in person for two weeks. And you still could, like, if you when you were better or when you felt well enough, you could still teach, like, virtually. So it wouldn't take up your days or anything. But there are so many aspects of teaching that are not just solely instruction. Like, direct instruction, I think, probably happens about two to three hours of the school day. And then the rest of it is, like, managing the kids as they do activities, as they do... Right whatever centers stations going to the library going to lunch going to recess whatever 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 resting playing you're with the kids and so this happened to me a few times like i would i would be in contact with somebody with covid because everyone i knew all my roommates were teachers so i was in contact with somebody who had covid and then i can come to school and that probably happened five times and like i had a ta um, who was just like subbing for my class the entire, essentially subbing for my class. So even though I would teach like three hours of the day, still, she still has another like three and a half hours where she's like with them, having to manage them when I'm not there. And like, it just, just unbalances the kids as well. So it's interesting to see that like, it's here too that like, the TAs are kind of abused, honestly. Abused <laughs> for everything, I don't know. Yeah, because we don't get paid a teacher salary, but no. when, like, sometimes we have to be straight up the teacher. teacher. The teacher. Mm-hmm. Most of my classes, with, like, pretty much all my classes with my fifth graders, I'm totally in charge. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. From, like, start to finish, like, the beginning of the lesson cycle to the end. Mm-hmm. Jeez. So that's um, three sessions a week with each. So it's nine sessions mm-hmm. a week that I'm, like, fully in charge. The thing is, like... <laughs> I just, I don't really understand it because I, if I, as you know, I, I'm a teacher, like you know that I'm a teacher. As a teacher, I would never want a TA to take over my class. Like I would be happy to have them, but the, I've never had a t- I've never wanted or had a TA take over my class. I yeah. want to, like I'll always tell them what I want them to do. I'll pull a book or whatever, and then like, an activity with the book, I'll explain to them what we're gonna do, like we're gonna read this book, you're gonna read this book with the kids, they're going to read it by themselves. You're going to ask them these questions and then they're going to do this activity. And then when you're done, you come back to me and I'll give you the new set of kids. And that's usually like kind of what goes on with my fourth graders. Mm-hmm. They're just like, they just tell me like, okay, this is the worksheet. We're going to go explain it in English so they can hear you talking mm-hmm. in English. Like go help everybody. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that sounds good. Like it seems more like a TA job. Yeah, like you actually being a TA. But with my fifth graders, my teacher, so with fifth graders, mm-hmm. one teacher mm-hmm. teaches English. My fourth graders is like their main teacher teaches English. Yeah. So with fifth grade, it's like, um, it's just kind of like, oh, this is what we're doing this week. Like make some lesson plans and you're in charge. Mm-hmm. So, Jeez, <laughs> which that's I mean, hard. it's. It's, like, kind of fun sometimes. Like, I don't mind it most of the time. It's just, like, when I have very vague, instructions, like, instructions it gets really of difficult. what I'm supposed to do. And I'm just, like, 
or it's like a weird topic that they have no idea how to say in English. Yeah. Like internet safety, for example. Yes, your internet <laughs> safety lesson. How did that go? Yeah, it was alright. So so. It was alright. We had like it opened up like a lot of conversation discussion. discussion mm-hmm. Um, after like they finally understood what we were even talking about. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Oh Jesus. I think that's another thing. It's that like you as a teacher you have to determine the levels that the students are at. That's why, and again, like, there are pros and cons. So in the United States, because of George Bush's, um, like, whatever, no child left behind policies. Um, oh, that George Bush? Yeah, George Bush. For some reason, I thought that was Obama. No, it's George W. Bush. So oh. because of those, that the no child left behind whole idea, the whole policy, that's why we have standardized testing. And that's why we have um, the evaluation of teachers the, way, teachers the way that we do. Okay. Because in his his thing, his thing was that like, oh, we should know where the kids are at so they're not falling behind, which I think is a good idea in theory and then not in practice. So we're at the oh, when I was at um, the charter school I was teaching at before doing Fulbright, I had um, an initial six weeks assessment, a three weeks assessment, an end of a six weeks assessment. And then in between those, in the second and fourth week, we had spelling tests and computation tests. So like half the Every time single you... week, the kids are tested. Oh, and so when do, you, when do you teach them? Because a test takes an hour to administer, especially with little kids, and you're reading the prompt to them. And then some kids are slower, some kids are faster. Right. And so like, when are you teaching them content when you're only testing them? Right. But then here, it's like we almost have the opposite problem, where I'm like, what, what do the kids know? I have no idea. I have no <laughs> idea what they know. And I'm Especially sure... Especially at the beginning, I had no idea what the what level you know? was. And it's like, oh, teach them something. I'm like, teach them what? Because <laughs> yeah. if they don't know something, then it's just they're listening to me babble, and they don't understand anything. Right. I don't right. know. This um, is half the time what I feel like is happening. It is. It is. And it's super frustrating. I don't know. It, to me, it's super frustrating because it's like, I'm not, at least for me, I have, I have one class 30 minutes, 30 to 45 minutes every week. So I, if I spent the one day of the one week assessing them, then the next week, they could be either a completely different level or it could be a completely different topic. Right. And so I need the teacher to communicate with me. This is the level my kids are at. This is what I need you to teach them. This is what I need you to prepare. Because mm-hmm. then that way you use the most of my time. And then it's it's just not really the case for me. I don't know how your experience has been. But Yeah. Kind of similar. Like, <laughs> I, like our coordination periods are like... <laughs> most of the time they're like, oh, we're good. Like, you know, okay. whatever's like going on is working for me. So go home. And I'm like, okay. Whatever. Which is nice that you can go home, but right. at the same time, like, you go to school and you're like, what am I doing? Is well, this purposeful? Well, with my fourth grade teachers, which, like, honestly, I like what we're doing, like, yeah. because it's, like, I show up and, like, it's just, like, a quick little, like, this is what we're doing today, this is what you're in charge of doing, like, you That's it? That's it, like, so it's really easy for me, mm-hmm. like, and it's, like, effective, I think, mm-hmm. too, because, like kids hear like native english whatever mm-hmm. there's already a lesson plan plan um and the teachers know their level and everything yeah course. that's the way it's supposed to be as like a veteran yeah, teacher so i would say that's how it's supposed to be like with my fourth grade teachers it's pretty good except for like one of them like, uh-huh. i show up and i like she doesn't use me she all. just does you sit yeah oh god i couldn't yeah. i think i'd be so bored <laughs> 
you need the balance. Like honest to God, you really do need the balance. It's not. I don't know. I think that's. A, I think that's a misconception. I think they think that we're trying to get away with doing nothing or something. Mm-hmm. But that's not the case. Like I just want to know what I'm doing is meaningful. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what it is with her. Like at the beginning, I would do some stuff, but like more and more. Like I think she's just so stressed. She just. I don't know. She's Doesn't a very happen. stressed teacher. Yeah. Very stressed. Like, she has a very, like, difficult child in one of her... Classes. And, I mean, in her class. And it's... I love this pigeon. It's just, like, chilling. It's just walking here. around. It's a friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, she has a very difficult child. And I think that's, a, like, a lot of it is just, like, managing that one child most of the class. Yeah. So it makes it really hard, but I wish she would use me more because then, like, she could manage with that child better. Definitely. I don't know. Like, maybe I could do more to do that, but I feel like, I don't know. You can't, yeah. Yeah. It feels hard to overstep the, like, you don't know what the the boundary boundary is, right? Exactly. Exactly. Maybe she'll think this is helpful or maybe she'll think I'm so annoying. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. I'm like, I don't know what, like, yeah. That's real. So what is the next step? What, are, what is the solution? If you have thought about it at all. The solution to... <laughs> all of it. I don't know. I guess, how do you how do you think teachers' assistants can be better utilized here in Spain? Hmm. I think that's a very loaded question. Like, because every situation is very different. Okay. I mean, like, our situation is obviously different. Like, everybody else's situation, like, in full right is different. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like maybe if there was some kind of standardized, like, or, or like, they at least received, like, some instructions from Fulbright, like, from Fulbright, like, what our... What our role is. Yeah, what our role is. Like, that might would help a little i don't know <laughs> would it i think that could like that could remedy Maybe some things because from even for me from school to school teacher to teacher they have a confusion about what, what i'm supposed is, to be yeah. doing yeah i have some teachers who are like you're the teacher now and to be quite frank mm-hmm. i don't know what my role is most of the That's time fair. right like at the beginning it's just like just do what the teacher says right yeah <laughs> i think that's the thing where it's like I think I feel at times indignant because I've been a teacher and I've had teacher's assistants. Mm-hmm. And I think of the two of the three years I've taught, I've had teacher's assistants. And I know that how I teach. And so I think I'm at like a, almost a disadvantage compared to other Fulbrighters because I feel like I, I know how something should be and then don't have the flexibility that maybe some should. But then I'm like, but should we, should we really be letting people like have us teach entire classes by ourselves for three weeks is like another question like even if you know like is that right especially if like you aren't able to speak to them in spanish i know you can speak spanish but i really can't but i mean even so you're not allowed to yeah Yeah. which makes it frustrating too that's very frustrating part like i've broken down and like now they all know that I understand Spanish at least, so they'll ask me <laughs> questions in Spanish and I'll yeah. reply in English. Mm-hmm. So like that's where we're at, but yeah. like many of them are probably like kind of like I think he knows Spanish, mm-hmm. yeah. But like either way, like it's just too difficult to teach them without like being without like pretending. I mean, 
with pretending that you, you don't, don't know, know Spanish and you yeah. don't understand them. Like, it's they're not at a high enough level for us yeah. to just do only English. I no? find it super interesting. I was seeing somebody briefly who is not an English speaker. Um, they, uh, they spoke German and then they were talking to me about how they found it strange that I wasn't allowed to speak in English because he was saying like how do people learn like there are words that you're not going to know in in mm-hmm. English to ask the question so you need to have somebody right. who is like you know do like bilingual truly bilingual to be able to teach and then it's like we're just not encouraged to do that and I think that's why like you know we're assistants not the teacher so that exactly. way we can work in tandem with each other and they can do the primary instruction in Spanish and English and mix and then we can do the activity in English in like the perfect world that's how we're I think at least in my opinion I think that's how we're utilized is that they have primary instruction in both English and Spanish and support from their teacher and we speak English to you know have the native accent in the ear mm-hmm. to encourage them because if I had like a young whatever a young Spaniard or a young person from Venezuela come to my class and teach me as a middle schooler or elementary schooler I would just flip out I would die but right honestly it's just kind of like a cool thing like, like, oh my gosh so cool <laughs> Right, that's true. Uh, but and that's the the goal, you know. It's it's a novelty of it. I think that's of more of the goal than anything. It's just for us to like kind of be representatives. Yeah, of exactly. the U.S. Like just to show our face. Like more than anything, they don't care like what we teach that much. It's just like showing having a face to go with the U.S. Yeah. You know. And in the ideal world, that's what it is. And you're not asked to take over classes. You're not asked to apply to, uh, apply entire lesson plans and le- lesson cycles to your classes, but. I mean, what can we do about it? You know, we're just we're just two Fulbrighters <laughs> sitting in a sitting in a restaurant. <laughs> uh, but I mean, any final thoughts? Hmm. I can't think of anything. Well, then I guess the we'll, pigeon left. The pigeon left. Our little friend. A little friend left. Well, that punctuates the end of our podcast. Goodbye, Pigeon, and almost goodbye, Fulbright. <laughs> almost goodbye, Fulbright. <laughs> <laughs> okay.